0: Hello, everybody. It is John Pollock here at Post Wrestling. We are live. It is a very, very newsworthy day in the world of professional wrestling. And I thought the perfect person to bring on today, the editor of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer, is with us. Dave, I'm, I'm not going to ask you how you're doing today. It must just be a whirlwind with uh, the latest in the Vince McMahon saga.
2: Oh, yeah. It's been, uh, <laughs> it's been a, a day without sleep, that's for sure. And it's uh, going to be a week without sleep. Um, This whole week has been incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's the biggest week for wrestling news in, um, I don't know, 15 years. It's the Benoit thing, you know, since the Benoit thing, probably.
0: One with, I I think, like the ramifications. It's going to take a while to probably really process like what this is ultimately going to mean. But this is the removal of the most powerful figure in the industry. And I think what would differentiate today from Friday is that the idea of a of a comeback, of the heat dying down, I, I think my optimism on that is, is greatly, greatly lessened that uh, Vince McMahon being in any kind of power position again in WWE is, you would have to say it's almost extinguished after today.
2: I would agree with you. I mean, I think that this morning tells us, you know, I mean, there was always that thought that, um, is he going to come back? Is this kind of going to be one of those things where he's, uh, you know, maneuvering behind the scenes? I mean, I, I have... You know, been in touch with a ton of people in WWE and Mm -hmm. there is the thing of what is going to be most interesting is when the day comes when Vince watches the TV and he sees something that he doesn't like and how he reacts. He's still the majority shareholder, but he's he can't come back, you know, and he's I, I guess he's off the board of directors. I mean, I guess that's one of the things that I heard today as well. And so he's. They, they out. have removed his his
0: on the on the company's corporate site. They have removed him from the list of the board of directors. So that would certainly be consistent with that removal,
2: right? So he's out completely. Um, and there may be more stuff to come, but um, yeah, it's it's a seismic change, and it's changed it changes the entire industry in so many ways. I mean, when I look, you know, this is this is huge when it comes to AEW, just because. Paul Levesque is very different from Vince McMahon, and he's got a lot more. um, He's not as narrow-minded when it comes to who can be a star. And a lot of people were afraid to go to WWE, feeling that they would be, you know, for historical reasons, you know, you look at it and go like, I'm too small, or I'm not good-looking enough, or whatever for that company. But I'm a really good wrestler, and AEW is the best place for me. And I think that there's the feeling now, you know, now now that it becomes a lot more of a, you know, it could be a lot more of a bidding war. And that favors WWE because they've got the cash. So um, for AEW, this is a big thing. For, uh, you know, Paul Levesque has, you know, he's, he's had his health problems and he's got a lot of work being director of, um, you know, head of talent relations and head of creative at the same time. And then there's also the stuff that's going to go down over the next months and years when he brings in his people, you know, um, you know, I mean, I, I just think, you know, again, this is just a name. But, you know, it's like – and I and I believe he's probably signed to a long-term deal. But William Regal, just a perfect example, right? You know, it's like he, he'd he never have left if he had thought that this was going to happen. I mean, he was fired, but the point is he would never have been fired, you know, with with Paul Levesque in charge. That was a, a Vince McMahon move. So um, – and there's other people like that that were let go that he didn't agree with, and he would probably want them back. And uh, there's there's so many – huge implications here you know the stock's going up because people think that uh it's a lot more likely to be sold and it is
0: yeah so to bring everybody up to speed that this morning a press release went out just you know reiterating that Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon Levesque are the new co-CEOs but then adding in the fact that Paul Levesque would be assuming all the creative responsibilities effectively taking the Vince McMahon role the buck will stop with Paul Levesque on the creative side while also handling the head of talent relations and I mean, it's number one, that's an extreme workload for Paul Levesque. I also look at, you know, one of the lessons maybe coming out of this whole thing is maybe that position should not be held by one person, that maybe it should be sort of a a separation in terms of the person that's overseeing creative and also talent relations, but that remains to be seen. But then
2: I I, I completely agree with you on that. And also, I mean, again, this this stuff is all in play and he he may realize that and he may you know, somebody else may end up head of talent relations and he oversees them. Um, So, you know, there's so many things and there's people, you know, like NXT people, will they be, you know, I'm talking about like creative people or, or production people and all that. Are they going to come up because he was busy, you know, like just throwing out a name, Jeremy Borash, right. You Mm -hmm. know, some, somebody like, you know, people like that, that are behind the scenes there um, that, you know, um, one of the thoughts was, is someday when Paul gets control, they will be his team rather than using Vince's team. Um, It's not going to happen tomorrow, but long-term, you know, everybody's looking at it. Um, You know, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of questions, but the show goes on. We're going to have a big show tonight from the garden with no Vince, no Vince at the garden.
0: There's no Vince at the garden. And I would almost look at, you know, the the revelation today that the WWE put out in in their 8k was that they had uncovered approximately, $14.6 million in unrecorded expenses dating back to 2006. This has caused them to have to go back and uh, essentially redo their financial statements going back to 2019. They have a moving target of August 9th to have all of these financial statements up to date. But, you know, a pretty stern note in this 8K, in light of the unrecorded expenses and related facts, the company expects to conclude that its internal control over financial reporting was not effective as a result of one or more material weaknesses. The company continues to evaluate the appropriate accounting treatment for the unrecorded expenses as well as its internal control over financial reporting. Um, Now, additional reporting has come out that it would appear that this was personal funds of vince mcmahon's however there was a company benefit to these funds being spent and these women not speaking that there was still an impact on the company by this information not getting out so it's not as cut and dry as personal funds versus company action and i mean there's also
2: and there's also more money to be spent which would also be personal funds um which is still to come
0: yeah. And, and above the figure reported by the Wall Street Journal, which had reported $12.5 million. And that's yeah. not even to say this is the exact, like, there might not be one for one overlap, uh, dollar for dollar here. Yeah. You know, there is, you know, additional payment or payments um, be- beyond what was known of, of the four NDAs that, that were out there. Right,
2: right, right. So there would be $2.6 million or whatever it, it is. Um, more in payment. Um, and that's probably it because, you know, a lot of people were thinking like, well, is there going to be more that comes out? And I guess there is more, but it's, 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 um, you know, but it's not like it's like double or anything like that, but it is more than the story that, that originally broke.
0: And this, this would appear Dave to be the, you know, it, you know, it, it's kind of a sad commentary on things that it, it's not so much the actions were how they were committed or the fact that they were committed allegedly, but that how they were handled. That's ultimately the downfall here. And this to yes. me supersedes all of the like all of these allegations that came out, Dave, like it looked like this was something that, at least from a public standpoint, was something Vince could withstand. We don't know how the corporate side reacted to this and partners, but publicly, I mean, they came out of this and we didn't see a big stock drop. Nope. There was there were those that were standing by Vince regardless. And this seemed like this was something that, yeah, it's damaging but not fatal, but it was you know the the allegations of like misappropriation of funds or just not reporting these expenses that's the bomb to drop and that's going to be the the, the fatalistic nature of this for vince
2: yes 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 i think that um, i think it's pretty clear that there's no comeback from this and um you know it's it's stunning that it happens so quick um i mean look when when the uh, the the 7.5 million dollar and the allegations you know with, with the coercion and and uh you know Somebody being, you know, allegedly fired over not uh, continuing an affair, I guess is the way to put it. That looked, when I read that, that looked brutal to me. Yet, you know, after, you know, people were just playing that off like, uh, you know, nothing else. You know, like it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't seem fatal after a couple days, but it did turn out to be fatal.
0: How do you expect that this changes the the nature of Vince McMahon's handling from a company standpoint? Like Friday, I think that anyone that's on the outside looking in would maybe be a bit aghast at Stephanie McMahon leading a chant like that. But I think anyone that follows this, it couldn't have been too surprising. Yeah, I, I would be very surprised if there's any kind of lionization of Vince McMahon. Even uh, even mentioning Vince McMahon, I'm suspect of tonight. Do you see differently tonight? How do you how do you handle this as you know a Vince McMahon farewell, knowing that um, fr- Friday was they didn't put Vince on television. That was certainly a line they did not want to cross, but it was designed as sort of a celebration of Vince and and not just erasing him.
2: Um, that is a very interesting question. I I mean I think that people are going to be torn. My gut would be not to mention him on the show at all. Certainly certainly he's not going to appear on the show. Certainly he'll never appear on that show again. You know maybe. You know, uh, I, I don't, I, maybe they could there'll be something in some form down the way down the line, but I mean, I mean, perhaps, perhaps a hall of fame thing years from now. I don't, I don't know because it's like, how do you have a WWE hall of fame without Vince McMahon, but, and they do want the hall of fame to be credible, but at the same time, you know, that's, that's, boy, that's a real tough one. Right. Um, cause he is gone and he's the most important figure in the history of the business and, um. But but for tonight, you know, for, my guess is that uh, it might be mentioned quickly in passing, but very quickly, and then get onto the show if if it's mentioned at all. Uh,
0: a huge figure in all of this is Nick Kahn, who of course is now the co-CEO with Stephanie McMahon Levesque, and he he is someone that it would be very interesting to get into the head of of what these past uh, five weeks have been like for him as someone that I don't think there's any debate that his job was exceptionally more difficult over these last 5 weeks as somebody, you know, that you have to imagine was a point person in selling Vince in all these different directions over the past year with the Netflix documentary, with the the scripted series and 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 the fact that he is going to be your your lead out there that are talking with all your partners that are negotiating these rights and you you have this somewhat toxic brand in Vince McMahon that is so entrenched with your company that Vince McMahon's removal um should hopefully um clear the path that they want to present a message of a new non-Vince WWE.
2: Yeah. But but it's like WWE and Vince McMahon are synonymous in so many ways. Um and yet he's completely gone and has to be gone. And um yet his his daughter and his son in law are running the company. You know, so it's like um and the stock embraced it today.
0: That it was not you know, scared of, you know, a a Vinceless WWE. It was quite the opposite message today. Well, at least well early you, on.
2: Yeah, well the, the the main reason that the stock went up is because there's all kinds of rumors of a sale and they think that the, the sale price the stock will be far more valuable. Um so so that's a lot of it. But yes, I mean the idea that Vince it's funny because George Barrios and uh, Michelle Wilson left in the play and the stock tanked. Vince left, which everybody thought if it was like 6 months ago, the stock would tank and in fact the stock's going through the moon, you know, it's going through the roof. Um, and, you know, again, I think that a lot of people with with Vince, I think people thought that even though there was there's been rumors for years of, of you know, the idea of a sale, you know, and it made sense and all that. A lot of people just like it'll never Vince will never do it. Vince will never do it. But with Vince gone and as the majority shareholder and also probably needing to divest in some ways, um, or maybe it's better for him to divest his stock, you know, because he's got 80 percent voting share. Um, that means somebody's going to buy, which means that you know the feeling is is that um, you know there's there's all these media companies you know went from NBCU and Fox and everyone like that where you could make the big case that they should buy. Um, it's a good it's a good purchase for them. So, and, yeah, and it's that a massive
0: it's a massive feather in Nick Khan's cap to be the lead on on that you know to to he'd broker. Be, the, he'd be
2: the guy brokering it, and um, he's brokered some huge deals, and this would be the biggest deal of his life. Yeah.
0: I I always believed with Nick Khan, you know, uh, you know, a huge pickup for WWE. I think that's an understatement. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: But I never gave. Especially
2: especially now. Especially now.
0: Absolutely now. And and, uh, that's sort of the point that I, I think in many ways, like he becomes almost irreplaceable. And I never saw this as sort of his his final spot in his career. Like WWE would be a chapter. Does that change now? Do you see Nick Khan? in this for the long haul like he's got I believe three years left on his deal and that becomes an interesting question because I think he is somebody that carries enormous weight with the in the in the world that he exists
2: his value has increased tremendously and I think that you know as far as his future goes um you know that depends on who it's sold to and what who they want because they may want their own person in charge if they sell and I think he's well aware of that and he'll you know He'll he'll negotiate himself into a, you know he'll be he'll be you know he'll be negotiated into the situation in some form, um, so, you know um there's th- there's just all those questions. It's like what happens if it's sold, um, if it's not sold, you know um, you know I I I mean I think it, I think that, it's at some point it's going to be sold though. I just think that that's an inevitability, just the nature of how everything is going in the world to the big conglomerates and everything that at some point the thing gets sold to one of the TV partners or, or, you know, some, somebody like that. And, um, you know, just like UFC. And then, um, at that point with Nick, you know, he may, he may move on or he may become, he may become a big executive in that bigger company for all we know.
0: Yeah. I, I, I'm very curious this being, you know, a a week of a big show in, in Nashville, do you sense any sort of um, pu- public presence that Stephanie and Nick Khan have to try and uh, get out there? Do they want to be out in front of the media this week, of sort of putting? I, I think tonight will b- be very indicative of like what kind of message they want to put out about this company. Um, do do they want to go out there and put new faces attached to this company, or do they not want to be in front of questions g- given this investigation? I don't. I, I don't. I don't think
2: they want to be. I don't think they want to be answering questions this week. You know, because what. You know, all the questions are going to be unflattering, and they're all going to be about Vince. And Vince will be, you know, it'll all, it'll all be about Vince. So it's probably best not to do it. I think that that maybe the the big questions will start coming at the next investors call, which will be first week of August, most likely sometime in August, maybe you know, August 9th, August fourth, whatever whatever day that turns out to be. But um, um, I think that's when they'll get the investors' questions as far as media questions. I don't know, because, you know, the rumor has it that they're going to be more um, more media-friendly. You know, because, like, again, a lot of the weird stuff with the media, with WWE, was Vince. You know, I mean, it was Vince coming from the old carny days of wrestling, of hating the media. And Nick Khan is, is an absolutely different person when it comes to, you know, the media. And, and because he comes from the real world. So, um, that's going to be interesting how that's handled. You know, Paul Levesque was, when he did NXT, he tried to be a more media-friendly than not not necessarily than a than a major company, but certainly more than Vince had ever been,
0: and, and was very good at you know re- reading the room and, and speaking yeah. to that that audience. Uh, you know, every couple of months and having I, kind of that that open dialogue. I mean that that is something I, like you could reasonably I- expect here from Paul Levesque as you know a minor change.
2: I, I could think that maybe before pay-per-views that uh you know we'll have that or maybe at least before like SummerSlams and stuff you know that 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 will become a regular I, I expect that'll become a regular thing for him nothing else you know have have those media calls right before uh right before the big shows I don't know if it'll be every month but certainly like before the real big ones yeah
0: in terms of a lot of the you know the major players involved um th- does today's reaction just seeing that you know th- th- the potential of a sale where the stock is do, do your opinions change at all about you know the expectancy of some of these uh you know other key figures in the company in terms of their longevity is wwe do they have more rope now to make more significant changes quickly get, given the the fact that you know business wise they are on very stable ground
2: yeah um i mean on friday saturday i was kind of told don't expect big changes because they don't they want the stock they don't want they, they want the stock market to think that everything is stable and fine but with the stock going up like this, um, I would say that that is not as much of a concern as it was a couple of days ago. Um, but I don't know that they're going to make rash, big changes right away. Um, I think that in two years, you know, Paul Lavec's team is going to be in, you know, and Vince McMahon's team, um, you know, they're not going to be in. And that's, that's just an inevitability that, that, that uh, there will be different people in charge of certain things, um, you know, I mean, and, you know nick nick has brought people in himself and and he may bring more people in as well but on the wrestling side you know it's it's stephanie and paul are running the wrestling they're they're going to be the they're the point people now
0: are you expecting that there will be transparency at the end of this board's investigation which for whatever people want to um uh, glean from i mean it was a real investigation that they conducted yes. here and you know, it it will be notable. I think at, at the end of this all, like what findings are presented uh, publicly, that they will feel the need to be transparent about w- what their findings are.
2: Yeah, I expect that that they that at least some will be made public, if not all. Um, I think just for the very reason of, not, you know, not if because if they don't, it looks like they're hiding something, and I think that it's very clear that they don't want to be hiding something. So I expect when this investigation's over, you know, we're going to get the whole thing. And, we, we, and, and, you know, I mean, it's like, it'd probably be like 90, 95% of the whole thing. You know I mean? There's always going to be stuff that they don't get or whatever, but I think that we're going to get the whole picture of uh everything having to do with Vince. Yeah.
0: On the creative side with the decision to go with Paul Levesque, did that seem like the, like the most logical choice in, in terms of somebody to place in that role that, does have a does have a name to, to the public that is someone that at least you know he he is coming off like a pretty public defeat on on yeah. on, on the Wednesday night. Job. I know.
2: Well, guess what? Guess what? You know that statement. It's not a, you know what I mean. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Um, we thought that the marathon ended, and the marathon actually just started. So, um, but I mean, yeah, I I think that again because everything was so sudden that it it was almost like okay, it's it's got to be Paul, um, and now I think everyone's excited about it and he's going to have a, a, certainly a shot. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, it's like he did lose the thing to, uh, AW and there was a reason that he lost. There's a lot of reasons why he lost that with the power of the main roster, those reasons all change. He's going to have the better looking show, you know, the more expensive show. He's going to have the better name talent. I'm not saying that they're necessarily better talent, but they're bigger names. So he's got every advantage in this war And, you know, he's got the the far, 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 far more financial backing, even though, you know, the con, you know, Tony Khan obviously has great financial, you know, backing as well, but not, not, he doesn't have a billion dollar company to, uh, you know, uh, and, and he does run on a budget. I mean, there's, as we all know, I mean, just for a name, Kevin Owens, you know, Kevin Owens was very willing to go and they did not want to match the WWE offer for Kevin Owens. So he's not just spending like a drunken sailor. Like some people think, oh, he's just, Whatever, he is, uh, you know, every, every, you know, he's never made a move for Brock Lesnar, you know, because he just, the, the, the feeling that, that that number is just too high for his uh, revenues.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker,
2: engineering your success.
1: Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's a l l b i r d s.com code SUPER24.
0: And, and it'll also tell us, like, it, within time of, you know, what, what he took from that that period, like, lessons learned or that that are not going to be learned like there were there were certainly many many lessons that came down on on his side that he could have taken um but but you're also jumping into a totally different beast and over the last year he's had a lot more bigger things to uh, deal with um than
2: than pro wrestling that's the other aspect it's like you've got a guy who just is coming off you know life threatening yeah heart issues you know, not that many months ago and he's fixed up and he's got, you know, and everything like that. And I've talked to people who have said, you know, you can do it as long as you don't like totally overstress yourself and everything, but he's in a position. This is a stressful job.
0: This is a very stressful job.
2: It's a, it's an incredibly time consuming, stressful job. So it's like, that's another question, you know, like as part of me, you know, when, when, you know, I I personally like Paul and when the thing went down, I was, you know, my thought as someone who on a personal level likes him was, you've got all the money in the world go home take a rest you know um, i figured he would come back in some role i did not at that point figure he would come back in this role but here he is but it's it's it is you know it is a concern um it has to be a concern
0: so from my understanding of sort of the structure it's very much that you know paul levesque will be that that final say Bruce Pritchard underneath him, and then you've got all the you know the divisions of the writing uh, of the writing staff from there. But Bruce Pritchard is essentially in the same position he was a week ago.
2: Yes, yes. I mean, as far as long term, who knows? But yeah, um, the one thing from talking to people there is that they believe there'll be more long term storylines because it won't because Paul's not going to sit there and rip things up and uh, things um, less fifty fifty booking. That there will be guys put over and um, you know guys not put over. And, um, you know, a wider variety of talent, maybe a wider variety of ring styles in the, in the ring. Um, but, um, the, the, the feeling is in, in particular is as far as storylines go, um, you know, like, like again, you know, we, we would see the thing where just throwing out a name, um, Mahan, right? Got like a couple of weeks, you know, big, big push and all of a sudden, boom, disappears. And that will happen with some people where you sit there and go like, okay, they didn't make it, but they'll probably get more time. Um, I would think because and and again, it's not the same as as NXt booking because it's just a, it's just a different animal, but a lot of what you saw with NXT as far as his theories of booking that that's just theories those are those are that's what's going to happen so um I expect for a hardcore fan, I think it's going to be a much better product. um there's the argument that that doesn't work, you know that the hardcore fan with well, the hardcore fan doesn't work for the casual fan or whatever or for the the giant number and everything like that and um you know it it that's that's a that's a weird one if it's good it will work um you know he's got the production you know because the production is so important that's one if there's one thing that i've learned from the pandemic is that the production and the fans are are so so important and uh he's got that you know and and the company is doing very well um and uh You know, again, it's it's a huge advantage. And again, he can't he can't fail financially. The money's guaranteed. You know, with the TV and everything like that. And he's not going to be a risk taker. You know, like somebody like like with WCW where they did all kinds of just ridiculous, stupid things because they lost touch. He's not going to be that guy. Like, if anything, I'm not saying he'll be conservative, but he'll be he won't do. He's enough of a fan to understand what the fans want. That he's not going to do something really, really stupid. And the only thing that would hurt them is something really stupid as long as they're solid they're going to be fine and great actually great
0: yeah and i think in in the short term dave i mean like i'm expecting it'll be a pretty big number tonight just in terms oh, of yeah. the curiosity whether there's real changes tonight or not there's going to be that that interest tonight it's it's a big show at the garden regardless and with all of this anytime there's a major shakeup like this you're looking at what what changes to to see like i i think in the
2: short term this will be a boost for viewership um, oh, yeah, for the first couple of weeks, and in the end you know it it's going to be uh you know the product will be what it what it should be you know I mean the number's going to be what it should be, but to tonight tonight should be very very big um and for a while, I think that there'll be uh curiosity on on everything, and then you know there's going to be new ideas, so that should work first you know um i think summerslam there's going to be tremendous curiosity on on how summerslam goes um you know, just every aspect of booking championships, you know, more belts, less belts, everything like that. You know, it's it's all up in the air now.
0: Uh, just circling back to, to the the Vince uh, portion of this story. One of the uh, uh, somewhat ominous lines in the 8K was that WWE has received and may receive in the future regulatory investigative and enforcement inquiries, subpoenas yep. or demands arising from related to or in connection uh, with these matters. So, I, I mean, that that does tell you the, the potential potential. Um, a fallout from all of this, like this is not just uncovering uh, these expenses and going back and fixing your financial reports like they're I mean, I, I think that this does shine some light on the fact that this was an issue where uh, Vince either steps down or it could have been an issue where the SEC is in, involved here when you're a public Possibly. company and and what could come out of this on, on a financial side like this. The story is far from over when it comes to the um, th- to the fallout from
2: Vince. Yeah, it would be very interesting if we get some class action lawsuits by legal firms, because then you go to discovery and, um, you know, yeah, all kinds of stuff, you know, could come out. Yeah. Um, you know, when you talk about like subpoenas and everything like that and, and are, are some of these, you know, do they pay people to go away sort of like with the Saudi thing? I mean, is that is that the next thing? And that was always, you know, to me going to be something that was, um, you know, part of as soon as those threats of lawsuits and those investigations came. I don't think anyone was looking to go to court. And I don't even know they were looking to go to discovery. I think that they were probably looking, hey, this is what happened with the Saudi Arabia thing, and uh, we could just get a giant payout. And so, but th- obviously, from this, just with that alone, you know, you're looking at uh, the idea that uh, that may have to happen again, too.
0: Yeah. And I think we'd be remiss not to go over the fact of, you know, how much of this sees the light of day without the Wall Street Journal's reporting like I think that that's a huge part of the, this entire thing is the fact that these you know that you know I, I can't imagine the company just disclosing this even like we know that the email was sent in in late March but I mean it, it, it took you know this level of reporting that had tremendous sourcing and to really un- uncover these very unflattering stories and and bring them to light that forced action. I don't think any of this was going to be voluntary.
2: It wasn't going to be voluntary and it wasn't going but it's possible if the investigation revealed something at that point when the investigation itself came out, we may have had this. This certainly sped it up greatly. Um, and, and then again, if nobody knew about the investigation, uh, we could have had a big fight in the board of directors because Vince was still going to be the head of the board of directors. You know, I mean, that wouldn't change. So there could have been a big bloodletting, uh, but that's not happening. Um and it happened. Yeah. It happened now because they didn't want that bloodletting and they didn't want that optic of, uh, you know, the idea that, uh, the board of directors is versus the McMahon family. If, if in fact Stephanie and Paul, you know, tried to be loyal to, uh, Vince, um, and, you know, and, and the fact that, you know, again, uh, they, they haven't, they haven't said anything. Um, and I don't think that they will, you know, much more than has other, other than what Stephanie already said on Friday. You've had a couple of days, I'm sure
0: you've you've thought about it at least a, a, at some length. Like what what is the next step for Vince McMahon?
2: I think that he just disappears and um you know um I I don't know. I mean like he he is sitting on
0: an extreme amount of wealth um and I just could, like This go, is a situation he has. The only thing I could compare it to was the time he, he tore his quads. But even then, it's like he was running things. It's like he's yeah. never been in this position where he's waking up with nowhere to go and nothing yeah. to do.
2: Yeah. But he's got a ton of money. I wouldn't, you know, it's like you can always find something to do and you can always vacation and you can always tell your, you know what I mean? Um, you get some hobbies, you know. Um, I don't, I don't, it, I don't think it's that bad in the sense. I think he's going to miss it because it's his life. But, um, you know, at, at that age, it, it, you know, the retirement probably should have come anyway. You know, we're, we may find out right now, you know, that, that things get so much better um, that, you know, it's probably something that maybe the move could have been made three or four years ago. Or maybe we'll find out how valuable Vince really was. And we were wrong, you know. Um, the value I, I guess
0: of- the better question is just on the business front, Dave, is that is this coupled with how the XFL um, – Folded. Yeah. Like, is his name so toxic now that a business who wants to get in business with him, like, has he really isolated himself in terms of his options if he wants to go into a different direction? Because I just have a hard time imagining that this is someone that's just going to sit back on a yacht and, and you know, sit back and, and do nothing.
2: Um, I, I don't think I, – I, I don't think that, that uh, it would be impossible um, for him to start another business. No, um, I could – I could see that, but not another. But you know, not another wrestling business. And and uh, you know, I, I you know, if, if the football league was still going with him in charge, right? I think he would have to step down on that too, though. So um, I don't think it's going to be anything anything soon. Uh, years from now, yeah, I, I I could see him, but what would it be? You know, I mean, um, I you know, I, I I don't know what it would be.
0: Well, um, we'll just wrap up in a a couple of minutes. Uh, When it comes to this week's uh, issue of The Observer and a a story of uh, this magnitude – have you even started on a story like this? Like when, when do you sit down for something that it's, you know, Friday's Mark. chapter is over. is dwarfed by today's news. Um, yeah. what's kind of your process when it comes to a story like this? Yeah.
2: Well, I mentally told myself Tuesday, I'm going to start the story. So I mean, that's what I'm going to do. But, um, there's so much to it. Um, and yeah, a whole lot, a whole bunch of layers. And I mean, the whole thing is, is like, this is more than Vince McMahon stepping down the entire future of the business. Um, you know the landscape has completely changed because of you know the effect on the effect on AEW the difference in um, how WWE is going to be with somebody else in charge um, you know with younger people with different ideas um, you know will the product get better you know I mean everyone's so enthusiastic that the product will get better and uh, yet there's all people who swear by Vince you know that that Vince is like the genius that made this I think I mean I'm excited for. I'm excited for WWE um, because I remember how much I enjoyed NXT. I think that was like big shows. I think the big shows are going to be great. You know, and AEW has great big shows. I think that from that standpoint, um, it's going to be a, a great period for wrestling fans with Vince out. Um, but it's going to be, um, but it's just a weird thing because it's like, you know, for me, I mean, I, my whole life has been covering Vince McMahon. You know what I mean? It's like almost like I woke up, uh, you know, Friday afternoon and especially today, Friday, you know, when the news broke or Friday, Friday after the stock market, you know, closed and they broke the news. I mean, my first thought was just like, this is what I've been doing for for 40 years. My entire life has been, you know, covering Vince and now that's over. Um, And I never thought of life after Vince for me. So, um, um, you know, it's, 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 it is a good thing in, and, and again, he had, he had to be out. Um, it's kind of a, you know, and in some ways it's unfortunate for a guy who, um, you know, but it, it, he did the stuff, right. But I mean, for a guy who built the business to, to be, you know, I, I keep thinking in in the sense of all this time was somebody going to beat Vince, was somebody going to beat Vince and Eric, you know, was on top for a little while, but he certainly didn't beat Vince. And uh, Tony Khan's had great success building a company, but he certainly wasn't, you know, at the level of Vince. Um, or going to beat Vince, I don't think, anytime soon, if ever. Um, but Vince beat Vince, you know. I mean, that's what happened. You know, Vince Vince was the one. The, nobody put Vince down. Vince put himself down. And uh, I don't think he ever imagined that. I remember him talking about how, like... You know, um, you know, the, the big shark always, you know, beats the, you know, the the young, the old, the the young shark is always going to devour the old shark at some point, and and when that old shark, when that young shark comes for me, I want to give it the worst indigestion possible. You know, um, he knew that the day would come. Either, you know, maybe he would die, but he knew that the day. I think he knew that the, the day would come or could come until he got so freaking rich um, from all this that um then the the the, his money was so much that that he wasn't going to get devoured by anybody except himself
0: my final question is just in terms of this story ultimately shaping the legacy of vince mcmahon when that inevitable you know reflection on his life is written um do you expect, especially from a mainstream standpoint, that he is remembered as a visionary, a disgrace, or do you have to use both of those words both. in the, in that opening both. paragraph?
2: Both, both, both. Yeah, um, you can't, you cannot downplay the forty years that he ran that company and he took it to the heights that he took it. You know, he took the business to the heights he took it. You can't downplay that. Um, in fact, in, in term, he'll be remembered more for that than this, but this will be the footnote of the ending of him. Yeah. But it's, it's like, you know, other people have, you know, I mean, when it comes to wrestling history, he'll be remembered as the most powerful guy in the history of wrestling and like other people, you know, something happened and and he was gone. Like almost all of them. I mean, very few of them left on their own volition. There's only, you know, one Sam Mushnick, right. Or, you know, who, who actually left, you know, on his own volition.
0: Well, Dave, uh, thank you so much for taking uh, this amount of time to uh, chat with us. I know that you will be back tonight with uh, Brian Alvarez up at WrestlingObserver.com, and I'm sure everyone will be checking out this week's edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, which uh, that, will be, that will be Tuesday's project for you. Uh, this whole week, God, yeah. God knows what the news cycle will be uh, 48 hours from now. Um, I, hope, I
2: hope the rest of the week's quiet.
0: We will see that's just about jinxed it. But uh, thank you so much, Dave. And uh, that will wrap everything up. Uh, Wei Ting and I will be back tonight with Rewind to Raw. So you can catch that over at postwrestling.com. And that will conclude today's special edition of the Post Daily News Show.